Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Uh, this is Homeroom with Smooth podcast episode. I'm not going to number this because I really don't know when this is coming out, but sometime in September. Um, <laughs> uh, so listen, I got with me my guy from way, way back in the day. I got my boy Jay with me. Man, me and him go way, way back, <laughs> which is just crazy, which is crazy. Um, like how we... The other day... You remember when I stayed the night and we played video games all night? Yeah, bro, that was crazy. Like we we played video games for a long time. We played like the NFL blitz and <laughs> something else. That's how old yeah. long ago yeah. that was. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Cause then I remember uh I came and stayed the night over your house because we went and played football up the street. Yep. Yeah, we went and played football up the street. That was that was fun, man. Those was good times. It was good times. That was like in fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah, that was fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah, that was fifth grade. Cause I stay I yeah, cause yeah, cause my um uh, my dad stayed at the links. My mom stayed at uh whatever it was that was up the street, and then you stayed like like I want to say like four blocks up. Like yep. four or five blocks. Like I could walk, but Sherwood had all them heels. Wasn't nobody finna walk that. <laughs> nobody was walking there man but um uh, man it's good it's good to touch base with you again bro <laughs> no for real like i know you've been trying to get me on the show for a minute yeah 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 you you yeah you were you were in yeah you were one of the first people i reached out to honestly because i i really liked what you were doing like i was like yo what what he's doing this is great <laughs> like this is great. Like anytime I see your stuff, like I just sit there and watch the whole thing. Like, cause it was just so informative. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm walking away with information. Like I feel empowered. Like I'm like, I'm finna go tell somebody about themselves now. Yeah, that's that's why I do it. That's for sure. Yeah. The big reasons why I do it. Yeah, man. Um, so I guess uh um one of the first questions I gotta ask, you know what I'm saying? Like a baseline to establish a baseline, like what is an alchemist? Like what? What is what does that mean to you? You know? Yeah, I I guess a lot of people have their own definitions of it for sure. Um, what it means to me is just like studying the science of like what gets us closer to God, right? So it's like what mm-hmm. is the science of God? Like what what makes a human being a human being? What makes the world go round? Um, but not only that, like how can you perfect yourself as a person? Um, and how can you be like your best self? Like, how can you purify yourself, deal with yourself enough, you know, work out enough of your internal struggles to where you're like the best version of yourself. And that's like my basic definition of what an alchemist is for me, at least that's what it means for me. But a lot of people have a lot of different, you know, definitions of what it is to them. So. Okay, no, no, I really like it. I really like your your definition, the science of God. Like that that is that is very interesting. That that's very interesting because like even when you when you look at a lot of things in science, like some things like we can't recreate. Right. You know, and it's just like, how does this happen this way? You know what I'm saying? To where it works in this environment, but it's unrecreatable in any other environment. Right. And then, like, just the harmony of everything. Like, the only thing that's not harmonious is people, essentially. But, like, the harmony between, like, the stars and the moon and the sun and how far we are away from the sun and how how we're able to have life on Earth. And then you just have, like, even, like, a spirituality and the harmony of spirituality. Like, I don't know. Like, we talk, sometimes we call it karma. Sometimes we say you reap what you sow. But... Is there so many beautiful things that happens in life, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, something else had a hand in that, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what an alchemist is. At least historically, back in the day, you had a lot of good alchemists, and you had a lot of what we call charlatans. And those good alchemists, not only were they like these deeply spiritual people, but they're mm-hmm. also 
all these advancements in science and technology and chemistry. So you had people that are like really spiritual and kind of heady and kind of out there, but at the, in the other side, they're like the first distillers of alcohol. They're making medicine. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're so it's like kind of that whole balance between like practical knowledge and also like a deep spiritual understanding of the world around you. That make it more, make a little bit more sense. Yeah. No. 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 That. That. Nah. That. That. That worked for me. Like I, I'm. I'm following you. Like the the deeper understanding of like how the world works and like the people that weren't necessarily like were charlatans were people that were like um like for example just making sure I understand this right like people that were saying like they could make gold you know what I'm right. saying but it wasn't it wasn't really gold and they were saying like they were performing alchemy but it's it's not they were doing something else. But right, like right. the actual uh, real alchemists were like out there, like explaining to you like why this occurs and like how you can be better in this particular area, and because this is how this function works. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm picking up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So when when did you start the Wondering Alchemist? When did that start? So you know what's funny? I think. Um... A friend had put me on alchemy, and I, I'm very skeptical. I'm a very skeptical person, and I, yeah, I've been. I, I remember, huh? I, I I remember from back in the day. Oh, you know, he was skeptical back then. <laughs> I was such a skeptical, like I'm just a, a real deal skeptic, man. And I, I I think at that point, I was already doing a whole lot of research, and I was already like low key teaching about um, secret societies and symbolism. Mm-hmm. And so I had this friend come over to another homie's house. This was probably around five years ago, maybe, probably somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, you know, you're a brewer. You know, you're basically an alchemist. And I was like, huh? What's <laughs> out? And he and he was like trying to give it to me. I was like, no, nah, bro, just send me all the information that you have about it. I'll go research it and I'll figure out if it's good or if it's bad. And then um, mm-hmm. the type of person I am, like anytime you put me on something or show me something, I'm going to like take it and then just like nerd out on it to the point to where you're going to be mad. Like, dang, I could have sworn I was the one that put you on it. And right. that's basically what happened. I just kind of like started researching it and then it kind of spoke to me in a certain way to where I was like, oh, this is kind of a, a missing piece of the puzzle of like things I was already researching mm. and I just like dove directly into it. So uh, fast forward a few years later, I go to Israel and I was already by that point, by the time I went to Israel, I was already huge in alchemy. Um, and when I came back home, I was just so inspired and I was like, man, I want to start my own website and start putting out like, you know, I'm a writer too. So I was like, I just, I need a place online so I can like put out, all my research and things. And I was thinking of a name. And I was like, you know what? I was like, how about the wandering alchemist? It's like, I'm not wondering. Like, I'm not like, like people say wander. It's like, I'm not aimlessly looking around. Like, I know who right. I am, what I want. But I am like very open to new things. So I am, I do have a sense of wonder about the world. So I was like, oh, mm. let's call it the wandering alchemist. And that's, that's basically how that happened. Yo, that's fire. That that's fire. That's fire. That's fire. That's fire. How you came up with that, man? Dang, dang. I wish I wish I had a that good of a story about coming up with homework with smooth. Like it's not that good. It's not that good at all. Very bland. Very bland, man. Because I, I, I literally I literally took the name. So I was playing um I was playing a video game that my brother asked me to play. Which one? What was? Uh, it was Trails of Cold Steel. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a JRPG. Like it's a it's it literally has a cult following. Like if oh. you know about it, you know about it. If you don't, you don't. Okay. So, so I'm playing the game, and I'm like, I'm liking the game. I was like, my brother was like, it has a great narrative, it has a great story. Like you'll fall in love with the characters. Like just get in there. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm playing it, and then like I got through like part two. Yeah, I got almost ready to go into part two. I was almost finished with the first game in the series, and I'm like. I'm like thinking about my name and then I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm trying to like, in, like with, with my show, like I'm trying to like inform people about right. things, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like educate people and then I'm like trying to like put people on and all this other stuff. Like I'm not like all about like, oh man, let me go get this big name person and get this blah, blah, blah. Like that's not me. Like I just want the people I know, like and the people I meet every day and willing to talk to. Like I'm every like I put on this podcast, like like everyday conversations with real people. Like that's what it is. Right. Um so I was like, oh, if I'm trying to educate people and then I was playing a game and it cut into the homeroom and it put homeroom up on the screen and I went, that's it. I'm like homeroom is smooth. <laughs> like it's a pretty cool story though. <laughs> It's really not. Bro, I feel like, I don't know, inspiration comes from everywhere, though. It's like. That's true. I, like, stop looking for inspiration. I just kind of let it come now. It seems like when I go looking for it, then stuff doesn't really come out quite right. But when I let it come to me, then it's like, voila. Yep. Like, light bulb moment. Yeah, that's the hey, that's what it is. That's what it is every time, man. Like anytime like I make an Instagram reel or I make a short or do anything like short form content wise, something happened and I immediately responded to it. I made the video and I just push it out. Like I don't think about it. Like anytime I've sat on something and thought about it too long, I either don't do it or mm-hmm. it ends up being really trash. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's no, real. I think when I write stories, I have two ways of writing stories. Like, if it's a mm-hmm. short story, it'll come, and I'll have the vision, and I'll, like, I got to get it down right then. But, like, in some some things I've worked on, I might have an idea in my brain for a story for a year before I ever put it on paper. I might mm-hmm. talk about it with some people um, for a little while or whatever, and then, like, the, the, vi- like the full vision of, like, what I want to hit – and then that's when I'll start writing. And that might take, like I said, sometimes it, it might take a year and a half before the vision really just hitting up. Like, okay, it's time to start writing. Um, but but then it's like this one time, a short story I wrote recently, two of them I wrote recently, just chilling or woke up from a nap or had a dream or whatever. And then it's like the full vision is there. And then I like write it in like four hours or whatever the case is. But, I don't know. Inspiration is weird, man. This is something like, yeah, almost like it don't really belong to you, so you just kind of got to ride the wave when you got it. Yeah, man, because man, funny story like about inspiration. So I was thinking about doing like a um another a second podcast, and it was gonna be about video games and stuff, right? But I only was thinking about like I got inspired to do it, and I kind of like did some stuff, and then I was like, I don't know what to name it. I'm just gonna chill on it. I kid you not, like two weeks later. My homie that I had just interviewed on my podcast was starting a gaming podcast with somebody else. I said, that's crazy. Yeah. I like, are you serious? I'm like, dang. It'll be like that. It's a story with Prince where he was cutting some song. I don't know if it was Purple Rain or he had a, whatever it was, he had a song that he was about to cut. And he's mm-hmm. in the studio working on it. And he's just trying to get it out, trying to get it out. And the producer is like, bro, let's just do it tomorrow. And he's like, no, bro, if we don't do it right now, Michael Jackson's going to write it in the morning. And it's like this thing to where it's kind of like showed how sometimes some ideas ain't just necessarily yours. So, like, yeah. if you got to kind of take care of it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like that, um, yeah, I, I think it's best described as like divine inspiration. Like, um, you know, like I think that's the best way um, to describe it. That's how I've heard it described. Um, Okay, so you started doing the Wondering Alchemist. Like, so what? What is what is Wondering Alchemist about? So, I am the Wondering Alchemist, right? So, yeah, it's just about like me going through my life and just sharing like all the information that I learned. Like, I love to teach. Um, stop it, Percy. It's my dog. <laughs> um, I love to teach and I love to share information. Like I've always just loved sharing information. So it's really just me like wondering about different subjects and learning about them. And then just like repeating what I learned to other people in a way that they can understand it. So they can take it like the same way I'm using it in my life or, you know, it's opening up a door for me or opening up my eyes to a different, you know, 
perception or way to see certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that it does that for other people too. So it's not like me coming down or, you know, being like, oh, I need to dumb it down for people. It's more like, no, I'm not perfect. And maybe if I share this information with you, you can give me some insight on some the way that it can help you or the way that you see it or the way that it can transform your life. And so mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about. Like just me just really constantly in this state of wonder and just all the things that I'm passionate about and I love learning about and just sharing them and giving them to people. And hopefully, you know, it inspires them to do the same or inspires them to be more themselves. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like half of it's self-expression and the other half of it is like really educational and trying to heal folks, if that makes sense. Yeah, that 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 does that does make a lot of sense, man. Um, and and I really like the way that you tell the stories. Like, it, it's not it's not just like, well, tell the stories and deliver the information as well, because right. you, you come you come off very like, very like, trustworthy. That's I think that's the best way I can put it. You come off very trustworthy. It's like, okay, like clearly he, this dude sat down, read all this material somewhere. And it's giving me the spark notes version of it so I can pass a test tomorrow. Like, right. <laughs> like I'm like, bro, I, I'm, I'm sitting there like I watched one of the whole series and I'm like, bro, I did not know all this happened to this one person. Like, because normally all you hear about is this and this. And if you only like research surface level, okay, cool. You just get like a basic understanding. I, I really wish I could remember which person this is. It was a guy. Um... Man, uh, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't was remember. It was a, it was a black, it was a black dude. He was, um, uh, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, he, his pictures were in black and white the entire time. Um, he had a suit on, um, and he, he was like, he was inventing something, and he was like, like trying to like help black people move forward and then he was involved in something else and then he, he he like did something and i'm like wait a minute i'm like he was there i'm like normally like when they talk about that event they don't even mention him are you like, thinking of like, Africanus jones with the elaine massacre stuff i think uh, Avricanus, okay that might be it that might be it that might be it that that, j- that just might be it because it was something it was something so so wild and I was like I've heard about that before but I did not know this guy was there yeah. I've heard about him only in this context that makes sense there's so many people you know what's crazy man I, I've made so much content at this point I forget some of the content that I've made um it'd be like that bro yeah sometimes <laughs> I forget what I've made for sure man like the the only time I'd be figuring out like I made old content is when somebody watches it and leaves a comment. I'm like, I say, like, oh, I'm like, what? I'm like, that video was two years ago. I said, yeah. oh, I don't even remember this. Big facts. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you said you've been at it for five years. Five, so well over, well, over five years, I guess. Right. Like I probably started studying. I really hit the ground running studying the types of stuff I study now probably seven to eight years ago. And then I got into alchemy about five years ago. And then um, I remember around 2018, 2019, I was like pretty well immersed in it by then. Hmm. And everything else has been kind of like just a... Looking back at, like, the first time I taught a class, and the first time I taught a class was 2017 at a festival. Mm. So I know for, for for sure that I felt confident enough to start teaching classes about it by then. So that means I had to been studying for a minute before that point, for sure. Facts, 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 facts. And I know I know you get questions all the time, like, just, just whether it's general or it's, like, deeper, like, questions. Right. Like, people be having them. Like, I know they do. They do. But, you know, sometimes the Internet's a a strange place, right? So, like, in person, like, if I'm teaching a class or or giving a lecture or whatever, in person, like, the questions be real legitimate 
like impactful questions. Like, but online, you don't, I don't be knowing who's a troll, who's not a troll, who has a legitimate question, who's like <laughs> trying to right. say you. And it's like the way I give information, it's very rare that I give my own personal opinion about anything. When I do, yeah. it's very clear that this is my opinion, this is how I feel. But I would say 85% of the time, I'm just giving facts. I'm not giving yeah. any, this is how I feel about it, or I think this is bad, or this is good. It's like, it's just literally the facts. So online, it's like, yeah, it'd be weird. It's like some people be offended by the information. I'm like, I'm sorry that you're offended by like history and facts. I don't, I don't know what to do, fam. Right. Uh, but it's like the people that have rocked with me, like they really rocked with me. And a lot of people that really, uh, I would say, do comment and ask questions, a lot of them, it seems like they've already been on that wave for a while. So it's more like them just kind of reaching out and being like, hey, I'm glad somebody's talking about this. Hey, um, would you mind going a little bit deeper into another video about this? Like, or they might ask for my personal opinion about a certain thing, mm -hmm. which has been cool. But now nah, some majority of the time, I don't get good questions online. Majority of the time, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of, a lot of hate. Hate, jeez. <laughs> Geez, people upset, man. Like, I think, I think, and I think that's why there's a big push for um, people to like, they try and get rid of history or whatever, because history hurts. It just hurts. Like, because you realize, like, you're, the people that you looked up to as heroes are not heroes. They are evil people. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. Are the they? Say what? Are they just human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, too. That's just, yeah. true. that's true too. Yeah, because sometimes like you have information, you make a mistake because you don't have the other side of the story and mm -hmm. it just be like that sometimes. No, that's real. I think uh, what I've learned the most of just doing all this type of research all the time is that like I try to always have an extreme open mind because I, me going into doing a, a, a study on a certain subject I've gotten to the point now to where I know for a fact, I have no idea where I'm going to find. I don't know. And mm -hmm. if I have a certain idea in my mind of like what this person might've been or who they could have been, then it completely miscues my, my research because of my research starts going a certain way versus if I keep a complete open mind and just don't look at a person as if they're being evil, if they're being good, then it seems mm -hmm. like the whole world of information opens up to me. And it gives like this well-rounded perspective. There's people that I've definitely loved, got to doing research about them. It was like, dang, well, that person wasn't near as good, as cool as I thought they were. But, right. you know, if I were to let my, my preconceived notion about them leave me in my study, I would have only been looking at the good things instead of, you know, seeing the things that just were not good at all or things I just didn't agree with. So mm. it's, it's rough, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, I feel that, man. Um, shoot, man. So you said you're also doing, um, you're also brewing beer now. You brew beer? Well, not now. Like you've been brewing beer. Like I I'm saying now because, like, I obviously we just now reconnected. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, doing it eight years now, or going on eight years. My timelines get so messed up. Um, I want to say I should be right around eight years now. Um, but yeah, I started brewing at this place called Lost 40 in Little Rock. I was working in the kitchen. I actually, I was doing the dishes. Then I was a prep cook. And then I worked the line. And then like by that spring, they needed help in the brewery side. And they brought me over. And then before I knew it, they brought me over just to wash kegs. And then before I knew it, I knew how to do everything. Like at the at the end of the two and a half years, it's like I knew everything but the microbiology. And I obviously I did not go to school for that. So, um, but I knew how to brew. I knew how to can. I knew how to clean tanks. I knew how to keep beer clean. I knew how to take care of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so and then I just kind of took it from there and turned it into a career. And I've just been kind of doing it ever since.
I took a little break, a short six month break, so I could focus on like writing and doing the Wonder Alchemist stuff. Um, but then a job came open to where I could kind of, kind of sort of be my own boss. So I just kind of took it. I was like, I'm gonna take it, and I took it. I feel you. I feel you, man. Not, nothing's better than that, man. Being able to like, kind of dictate your workflow and like how you engage with stuff like that. That is huge, man. To have oh, that, that autonomy. You said what now? I said to have that autonomy. Oh yeah, man. It's like it's a is it's a different type of freedom. I I think I've ran a brewery before, and I had a decent amount of freedom. But when you're running like that facility was pretty big. I think that facility was the fourth largest in Arkansas at the time. Woo. Which, I mean, it's not saying a lot, but it's saying a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. And mm-hmm. um, so, like, I could make my own schedule, but at the same time, we had so much stuff going on to where it's like I had to be there. I had to be there 40 to 50 hours a week. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes stuff just had to get done because, you know, beer is essentially a living organism. So sometimes things just have to get done on a certain timeline and they have to be done like a, a very specific way and a very correct way. Um, so I just be there all the time. So by the time like fast forward to now, it's like I know all that. But since I'm making my own schedule and stuff, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll get this done by X, Y and Z. I'm going to get this done by X, Y and Z. And then I just don't stress about the little stuff in between. I just make sure y'all mm-hmm. get but no, it's, beer making is uh, is interesting. And I, I think that kind of drew me into alchemy, too, because my homie was like, you know, you're already an alchemist because you're a beer maker, because a lot of the mm-hmm. original alchemists of the ancient world, they were beer makers, and they did make alcohol. So it's like this whole um, spiritual aspect of making a, a spirit, so to speak, you know, and call it wine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole scientific process of what you're doing when you're making beer it really kind of drew me into alchemy a little bit more too. Cause it was kind of like, Oh, well I am working with these different, you know, microorganisms. Right. I am making alcohol. I am watching people get drunk, which is, which was a drawback initially for me making beer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is, it's essentially by default beer making has become a part of my life for sure. Yeah. So, so what would you say is like your your favorite kind of beer? Like, what's your what's your favorite? My favorite beer, German beers for sure, and particularly chocolate buck. Chocolate buck. Chocolate buck, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a German German type beer. It's really like malty and sweet, um, but you can like. You can add certain grain to make it taste like chocolate, or you can just straight up add chocolate, and it's just like drinking. I don't know how to explain. It's like drinking fudge or something, man. It's oh, that's crazy. That that's crazy. Make it taste really good. That's crazy, man. I gotta I gotta come by. I gotta man. So wh- where's where are you brewing at, man? What, like, what's the spot that now? So it's this place called Vino's, and it's like one of the first breweries in our. I think Vino's. that place Where opened that? up 35 years ago. Um, you know what Flinders Smith College is? Yeah. It's down the street from Flinders Smith College. Like, Where? literally across the bridge. Okay, okay, bet, 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 bet. Next next time I'm in Arkansas, I got your number now. I'm going to text you. <laughs> I'm going to text you when, when oh, I'm going to swing through. Uh, we can kick it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to hit you up, man. Cause that that just sounds crazy, man. Like tasting like chocolate. That sounds like real crazy to me. Like I've had no. I've had a couple I've had a couple of beers that I was like, oh, I'm so I was like, I'm okay, I'm impressed that this tastes this way. But I've never had anything that tastes like chocolate. Oh yeah, so people make people make chocolate stouts. People make just straight up chocolate beer. But chocolate box in particular, they got like this. It's like this perfect blend of like a rich, creamy beer with chocolate it is just like if you love chocolate dark chocolate milk chocolate like you'll love that beer it's inspired yeah i don't even like chocolate honestly i didn't even get into beer till i joined the military like really i didn't get into beer until i became a brewer yeah like 
honestly, because I would not, I would not, like, if somebody tried to hand me a beer, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not drinking that. Like, I'm not, I'm not. But then in the military, it was just like, it was one day, like, it was a lot of, like, we did a lot of work. Everybody was just sitting there, and then, like, somebody just broke out of camp. He's like, hey, here, everybody, hey, good, good day's work, good day's work. So we just sitting there drinking beer, shooting the shit, and that's how I got in the beer. <laughs> like, how old were you? Huh? How old were you? Uh, I was 22, 23. I think I was yeah. 23. No, I was 23 when that day happened. I was 23. Yeah. How long have you been in the military now? I didn't been in for nine years, bro. Are you trying to retire? I, I might. <laughs> yeah. I might do it. <laughs> My mom pulled it off 25 years. Yeah, because that's, that's how, about how long I'm going to end up being in. Because I'm in the guard, so I have like nine guard years, and I have four, four almost five active duty years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think five for me is, what, February? Yeah, I think f- my fifth year active duty-wise is February. Like, my active duty time and my guard time are, like, not together. Um, right. So I'd have 15 years from, from February of 2023, so that I'd tire in 2020, 2038. So well, I, I, might, I, might, I might do it just to get the check, though. <laughs> That's what she might as well roll on at this point. Yeah, yeah, because I'm already rocking. Because I mean, like, if not, I can at least at a at well in ten more years, I can at least go. Hey, I'm getting my guard check, and I'm just gonna walk. I'm walk. I'm walk with just my guard check. If I can walk with an active duty check, I'm walking with active duty check. Hey, might as well get that check from Uncle Sam while you can, fam. Man, exactly. Run me, run me my money. Put in this much time, you might as well go ahead and get that residual income. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, why not? Why not? I'd be, I'd be, I'd be 40, 40 what? It'd be four, uh, five, 36. I'd be 46 when I retire. You can still, you can still have plenty of time to enjoy life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Plenty. Plenty time to do what you want at that point. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. Um, so, so what? What other stuff are you into, man? What else you got going on? Um, so I'm a writer, so I've been um, I've written two books. One okay. of them is a book of poetry and a prose and social commentary. It's called Thoughts mm-hmm. of a. Um. I hate plugging books, but that that's on that's on Amazon. You get it on Amazon. And then, uh, no, say the name say the name of it again. Uh, Thoughts of a Prince. I got a Thoughts copy. of a Prince. Okay. Um, yeah, man. You might as well show off your copy. You know what I'm saying? What you got? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Thoughts of a Prince. Let's go. Let's go. Y'all can pick that up on Amazon. Thoughts of then, a Prince. The other one, then I wrote a novel too, which is a series. I gotta finish up the series. It's called a uh, Willie. It's based off the hit uh, the Willie Lynch letter, and it's mm. a story novel set in Arkansas. It's essentially about mind control. So it's like Ooh. this whole play on like what makes a slave a slave. Um, but not only that, like what allowed the society of slavery to work, and obviously we know it's like that concept of racism and greed but it's like Mm -hmm. not only did it take the slaves out of their own human nature out of the basic human nature it took everyone out of their basic human nature so it's really a story of like it's a very like in you're in the heads of all the characters and it's really kind of showing you all these internal battles that everyone's going through um even the master it's like even you be hating the master but at the same time you kind of understand like well, business as usual type of a you know mentality. It's um it's a cool story, but uh I wrote the first one, published it twenty twenty. I'm working on the sequel, and then it'll be a third one. Okay. And then um trying to get the sequel out. And then I've been working on this short story series. Um, I'm gonna call it Songs of Freedom. I've written two of the short stories already. That's kind of hard to plug because there's still just so much in the works for that. But then I have an online story, a free online story that ties okay. in a lot of the stuff. It's on my website, thewonderingalchemist.com. 
and um, it's kind of like historical fantasy. It ties in a lot of the history I teach about, like, uh, but it puts it in like a very like magical ancient world type way. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like a way for me to show how the people of the ancient world interacted with that world of magic and superstition and and religion and how it really looks when like your religion is your lifestyle type of a thing, um, mm-hmm. which is something they don't really have now that they absolutely had back then. But it's a cool story. It's it's fun. Um, I haven't posted it in a while, but I have been writing and working on it. And then I'm going to Oklahoma City soon. Uh, September 24th, I'll be in OKC. I'm giving a lecture about secret societies mm-hmm. and their influence on America. Um, and we'll just go. I'm just going to go from like some of the most ancient of secret societies and work my way up all the way to like the founding of America and kind of show like the similarities of them all as I make my way through time. And I kickbox. I'm a kickboxer. Yeah, I seen that on YouTube. I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I started kickboxing, which is good. And they say I'm pretty good. So I've been training pretty hard. Um, eventually I'll have some fights and we'll see what happens when I get them fights. Um, yeah. I used I used to be a minister, so I went back to church not so long ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been pseudo-ministering. Like, I don't consider myself a minister anymore. Um, but I do read scriptures and help out at the church quite a bit. And that's at Philander Smith College. I did not go to school there. Mm-hmm. But, but that church is, I think, 165 years old. It might be older now. That mm-hmm. church predates slavery. Um, predates the end of slavery, anyway. Um, so it's mm-hmm. just a landmark. So it's just, like, really nice to be a part of that history and culture. Um, wow. And I'm about to start swim coaching again. I'll be swim coaching in the next week, Friday, I think. I'll be swim coaching again. Yeah, I'm, I was about to say, didn't you swim? I did swim. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, as soon as you said I was about to start swimming, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you swim. <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I swim. I, I was actually uh, one of the youngest state team coaches. So there's a – obviously, you're from Arkansas. You know how Arkansas is. You're not mm-hmm. from here, but I mean, you know how Arkansas is. Um, so I went to college and not swim in college, but I could have came back home and became a, a coach of one of the state teams, which calling a swim team, a state team is basically like a club team, like an AAU team, but for swimming, yeah. right? Um, but I was one of the youngest ones and one of the only black ones too, at the time, um, I was 19 and I haven't coached since. So it's been 10 plus years since I've coached. But I, I recently came into contact with some people that's been in that lifestyle, been coaching, and they 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 wanted me back. So, yeah, another there you uh, are. <laughs> there you are, <laughs> man. That's bro. You got a lot going, man. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely a busybody, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, where do you so between swim coaching? So you're going what? You're going to hop out the pool, hop into the brewery, hop out the brewery, hop into the alchemist seat, you know what I'm saying? Cook up your stories, write your stuff down, record it, post it. Then you're going to go to sleep, wake back up, do all of it all over again. like Basically. So it's, it's all like uh, managing time, right? Like yeah. I started studying like really successful people and I started realizing they're all extremely busy all the time. Um, they all got all these different projects and stuff they're doing. So I was like, how do they do it? And I kind of got to this point in my life to where I just stopped wasting so much time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just kept myself busy. Um, but like, so I I break up my schedule. So essentially I study when I can, however long I can, I'll just make myself do it. Um, I'm only swim coaching three days a week in the mornings. Um, I make my own schedule at work. So I just go into work. It's only two days a week that I really have to work 10 plus day, uh, ten plus hours. The rest of the time is really like me checking on stuff, making stuff, stuff's okay, making sure I get my hours, make my money, um, keeping things organized, making orders. And then the kickboxing gym is literally a block over from the brewery. And then the church is right across the bridge from that. So it's like, everything's like right there 
And then the swim coaching job is like 10 minutes away from the house. So it, it kind of works through seamlessly to where it's like, and then in, in between, like while I'm doing all this stuff, I'm constantly doing research. I'm constantly working on writing. I'm constantly like staying motivated. So it's just like, yeah, just stay busy. And then I like go to sleep by like 930. Wait, wait, hold on. You do all of that before 930? That's great. That's great. That's crazy. All of that. And you showered and in bed by 930. That's crazy. I'll be in bed. Be caved. So you get up. You must start your day at like what? Like five? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, the swim coaching hours will be 530 to 730. Um, And then I, I used to go to, so I was doing kickboxing practice. From six fifteen to seven, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, already in the morning. So I was like, I'm just gonna basically trade out kickboxing for swim coaching in the mornings, and then like I do my training. Like I said, I'll I'll go on lunch at work, walk to the gym, do training, go back to work, uh, finish up the day, and then go back and finish up. You know, do my two days at work, uh, at training, and then like while I'm at work chilling, I'm listening to information, I'm studying, I'm taking notes, I'm doing all that while I'm brewing and you know it's just you just make time you know and then I I make sure I get my day to myself you know Sundays like today church barbecue showed up at like 9 30 helped cook food for the church kicked it till like three I came home and took a nap until it's time to get on here so you just I don't I don't feel like this as busy as I am I don't let myself be stressed about anything that ain't worth being stressed Mm -hmm. about and I do not work myself to death. I make sure yeah. if I if I get tired, I'd be like, you know what? I'm about to go home. I'm about to go give me some rest. And then I'll hit it hard the next day. And, you know, I just don't. I, I learned, like, the difference between working hard and then, like, working yourself to death. Yeah. Like, yeah there, there, is a, there is a steep difference between those two. A steep difference. I, I learned that myself, like doing doing this, because like originally, originally what I wanted to do was I wanted to do like I wanted to do three podcasts a week. I got to doing two, and I said, you know what? I, said, I can't do it. I I can't I can't do it. And in addition to the other content that I put out, like I literally can't do it. No, I physically can't. Working a full time job, get off. Find some time to go to the gym, find some time to be healthy, and then put content out. Like, there's no time. And no. then, like, I had to. Then the, my main my main struggle was finding time to actually edit, like yeah. actually do videos that actually had more production value. Like that's the roughest part. Because then, like, I had to I had to really like take inventory. It was like, okay, like I can't go out today. I can't do this no more. I can't do this. Like. I had to go through a whole list of things and I just start scratching stuff off. And I'm like, Byron, you ain't doing those no more. I'm like, when I, whenever I will do those is when I actually go travel somewhere. Right. I'm, right. Not, traveling, I'm not doing it. No, right. Like I, I, I had to cut a lot of this stuff out of my life too. Like I used to like to go out to the bar and chill and, you know, and I still do a lot of stuff by myself, but even like people, like, I, I don't know. It's like a, after a while of just, really getting into a zone and getting focused in, I just cut a lot of stuff out of my life, man. And it's like, if you don't fit in the vibe or you don't fit like in, in the thing, like I love you, but I just don't have, like, I just don't have time. It's like, it's too important to me now. I think it just got to a point where it's like too important. And I don't like spending money going out anymore. That too. Bro, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Every time I get the bill, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I could have bought a whole bottle. <laughs> right. Like I could I could have bought a whole bottle. I could have, I could have, uh, I could have ran some, I could have ran like some promo. I could have like invested in, bought some more stuff. Yeah. There's so much stuff I could have done. And I'm like, yep. I'm like, man, like I'm really like, like out here down bad. Cause I'm, Spending all my money on stupid stuff. I'm like, no. let me just stop. No, for real, man. It's a lot of stuff. Like I was thinking the other day, it's like, man, distraction. Getting distracted and staying distracted is like 
some of the worst, like one of the worst habits that you can have, and it's so easy to do. Man. But like trying to like I also the same thing, like holding your focus, but like holding it to a point to where you're driving yourself crazy, that's not healthy either. So yeah. it's like trying to find that balance of like doing something that you love to do that you're passionate about. At the same time, making sure you're making money, making sure you're taking mm-hmm. care of Y and Z, and like in actually enjoying your life versus it always feeling like it's work, 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 work. And I think it took me a while to get to that point, man. It's like a whole shift in perspective. And then you're in the military too, so I, I know they be keeping you busy and standing around doing this, but you can't do nothing else but twiddle them. Th- Listen, listen, listen. If I could, if I could sometimes when I had downtime, like record stuff and do stuff, like I was still impressed that I managed to do my podcast during my entire deployment. Like I managed to put out one episode a week, the entire deployment for a whole six months. I didn't miss. Only time I took a break was, was one was I had a rough week and I was like, yo, look, y'all, I can't, I can't, I can't do this Sunday. I need to, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like if I if I try and record, I'm going to literally go insane. Yeah, I know. I feel that. So where where'd you get deployed to? Uh, I was out in Qatar. Like I wasn't I wasn't out in the sticks, sticks. But I was in the desert though. Did you? You probably hated it, didn't you? Man, it was just it was just hot. Like it was just hot. From it was just hot. Like that's it. Like bro, the low. I think the low was like 98 at night. At night, it was 98 with humidity. With humidity. Because uh-huh. we're uh-huh. close to the ocean. That was the low. The high during the day, like, I think the highest, the hottest day was, like, 130. I was like, bruh. Like, breathing that in, when you breathe in 130, I'm telling you, that is different. It's like you stuck your face in the stove and you just kept breathing. Yeah, that sounds painful. Oh, yeah, it sucked, man. Then there was sand all the time, sand in your eyes, sand in your clothes. Sand in your socks, your shoes, your your boots. Like there was just sand everywhere. There was never a time where you were like clean. Like everybody just understood. Like you're gonna be sweaty. <laughs> like come here, give me a sweaty hug. Like <laughs> ah, that sounds miserable. <laughs> it was like that, man. It was like that. Did you at least get the game while you were out there? Um, I did not really play video games while I was out there. I did. That was one thing I just, I for sure knew I did not have time for. Really? I just didn't. I just didn't. Like, there was a couple times, like, I went to this thing, and I would go play some video games sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, to, like, I would, like, really enjoy playing. I was literally just doing it to do something to take my mind off of something else. Yeah. That like, and then come back around to it. Like, my schedule was super weird. Like, I, I don't even know how I was functioning. I was working 12s. I would work 12s, I'd get off, I'd come back, I'd hang out with everybody outside, and then I'd go to sleep, wake up, like, I was only getting, like, maybe, like, four, four or five hours of sleep a week, and the only time I caught up on sleep was on Sundays, like, like, Saturday night going into Sunday was the only time I got slept all day, I'm sure. Oh no, I didn't sleep all day. I just slept till like like eight, eight or seven, and then got up and went got breakfast and started my Sunday routine. Like, and that was it. Like people would always try and get me to do other things on Sunday, and I just be saying them, tell them no. I said, This is my one day that I have. Like you Saturday afternoon, I'm cool. I'll I'll fuck with you. Like Fridays, Thursdays, like any day but but Sunday. Like Cause that, that's when they wanted to schedule all the trips to go off base and go see stuff and all that. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not going. Like, I only went to one trip off base. What was it like? Oh, it was cool. Like the water was the water was great. Like the food was good. Like there was like hella flies though, but it, it's all good. Like, <laughs> like it it was bomb. Like it was a bomb. It was bomb beach. Like I I loved it. I loved it because Qatar is right here, and then Dubai is like right over there, like uh, it's literally might... like right across the bay. Yeah, yeah, like it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds cool. 
Yeah, like I rode a camel. Like I got I got pictures out there in the sand. I got videos of other stuff. Like I got a couple. I got a couple pictures. Like I just keep to myself just because. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm still not sure on like when I should post those. I think I'm like I'm gonna wait like a really yeah. long time and then I'll finally post all of them. Like yeah. I'm gonna wait. No, I feel like a lot of people that's gets deployed, they do that. They'll just hold on to those pictures. My mom still has a whole lot of stuff from when she was deployed that we she ain't never shared online. That she's mm-hmm. where it's just like yeah. her doing a lot of cool stuff, but also some stuff that yeah probably just shouldn't show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it just it just be like that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Like, cause, um, like there was like, I had like, um, like I re- do I still have that? No, I don't have that. I don't have that any video anymore. I decided to delete it because the video was like me running and I was like, well, I wasn't running. I was jogging. Um, and it was, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, just talking, you know what I'm saying? I was talking through something for myself or whatever, but I was making sense. Like it was, it's, it was good content, honestly, but, but the background, you could see kind of like the layout of the base, like as I was running and I was like. I can't, yeah. I can't post that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that gets fishy. That gets fishy real quick. Yeah. And it's yeah. not even that you're doing anything intentional. It's just the fact that yeah, the information that you're giving out, you know. Yeah, because somebody could take that and make it a problem. No, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, so is there anything else you want to, like, promote? To the people, anything else you want to tell your fans? Any words of advice or wisdom you want to share? Um, learn as much as you can, love as much as you can, and be patient with yourself and with others. Even though it's not hard to do, I mean, it's not easy to do. Those are mm-hmm. probably those are the things I'm trying to do right now, for sure. I feel that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So look, this is my guy, my guy, Jay, the wandering alchemist. I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate having you on. Uh, Till next time, y'all. I'll catch y'all later.